0: What's going on, servant leaders? Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 42 of this thing, and we're rocking and rolling here on the Services Power Podcast. Recently, we ran into some research that says that four out of five people in the age demographic of 18 to 35 worldwide believe that there's a crisis in leadership. There's just no good leadership in our world right now. And that's the reason why we do a podcast just like Service is Power, to let people know that there is something going on in our current leadership culture that needs to shift and it needs to change. The people that we serve need to know definitively that we are for them and we are there with them on their journey towards significance and bettering themselves and bettering their community. Would you jump on board with our parent company, Impact Servant Leadership, in their free workshop to tackle some of these issues? There are nine key words that we've pulled out and we pushed together to be able to solve some of the problems that are plaguing us in our leadership culture right now. Go ahead to impactservantleadership.com slash mini workshop to sign up for this course. You're not going to want to miss it because you want to have an impact on our world, those 18 to 35-year-olds, making sure that they know that there is definitely awesome leaders all around. And that outstanding leader in your neighborhood and in your circle of influence is you. Ladies and gentlemen, servant leaders of all ages, we've got a dynamic one back on the podcast. That's right. He is back. You heard it in mini episode number three. And now it's time. Dr. Manita Kamar, one of the most sought after, one of the most popular and one of the most highest listened to podcast episodes here on the Services Power podcast that there's ever been. He's my personal Servant Leadership Mentor, he's taught me so much and you are ready to hear more. He's actually got some brand new endeavors. He's been connected to a couple of more institutions that we're really excited about and we can't wait to unleash him on you as he comes in and he talks a little bit about socialized power. We're not going to read his bio. You guys know him. You guys love him. It's Dr. Manada Kamar. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the Services Power Podcast. Servant leaders, and by popular demand, one of the most listened to, most talked about, and the most highly requested podcast guests we've ever had here on the Services Power Podcast is back. He is my number one mentor in servant leadership. He raised me up from a little puppy as a baby servant leader. And Dr. Madhida Kumar is back on the podcast. Uh, man, I, I miss you, sir. I'm so glad you came back to be with us again. How in the world are you? I'm
1: I'm doing great, um, Lyle. Thank you. Thank you. And then that that is... Very, very humbling. And I'm, I'm actually tempted to quote, uh, you know, your signature from your emails. I, I, I'm just happy to serve. So thank you.
0: <laughs> I really appreciate that. I tell you what, servant leaders, everybody listening to the podcast, uh, we've said it a lot on this podcast. You have to get someone in your life that is a step or two ahead of where you are because it's really hard to trace the leadership journey if you aren't having your eyes forward looking at someone in front of you doing things that you haven't done, making mistakes that you haven't made, and being successful in spaces that you haven't been successful. And that's what Dr. Kamar has been for me. I've learned directly from him and then uh, just by watching him as well. It's been so fantastic. And we've got his on the podcast to talk a little bit about socialized power. But before we get into that, Dr. Kamar, can you remind our guests who you are, kind of what you're into, and, and where you are currently in your leadership journey right now?
1: Well, Lyle, thank you. I would actually love to just introduce myself as the servant leadership evangelist. I guess uh, that one uh, phrase summarizes uh, you know, what I do what I wish to do, and what legacy I want to leave in this world, right? Of course, as part of that, I do several things. One of them is to drive um, the implementation of servant leadership in an IT services company called UST Global, headquartered in California. And um, recently, I've also started a small firm which will help uh, you know small organizations and big organizations to uh, benefit from this message of servant leadership and help them to implement uh, servant leadership. And the organization that I have founded is called Lead Eye. So these are the two um, you know uh, roles that I play right now. Apart from, of course, um, teaching uh, servant leadership to several. Uh, people, including uh, theology students in one of the premier theological institutions in India called South Asia
0: Institute of Advanced Christian Studies. Dr. Kumar, thank you so much for that introduction. Doing a lot. And I tell you what, that's what serving leaders do. We are in so many different things, but we're making an absolute difference. Uh, Speaking about a difference, can you talk a little bit, Dr. Kumar, about the difference between personalized power and socialized power? yeah would love to yeah so you know i guess let me let me start by
1: uh, this um, uh, lyle i think as leaders when we get into a leadership position or when we get into a leadership role as leaders we always have some power associated with uh, with us right um, all leaders have got some power associated with uh, with us and uh, you know we also have heard various uh, various quotes about power, including, uh, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely and things like that. And I love this, um, you know, statement from T.S. Eliot which says that, you know, that that half the harm that is done in this world is caused by people who have power and want to feel important. So we all have power. Now, what do we do with that power is what makes the difference between uh, a servant leader versus, uh, you know, traditional leader versus a dictator um, or a terrorist, right? So if you really look at uh, all of them have got some amount of power and how do we choose to use that power is what makes the, makes the difference, you know, and, um, and, and that is really the, the, the differentiation between personalized power and socialized power. So when, when you use the power that you have for your self-interest, for your self-promotion, for your security for your promotion etc that's when it becomes a personalized power but when you use that power for the benefit of others for the society around you for improving the society that that you are part of when you use that power to lift up others right when you when you use that power to make others better bigger wiser healthier wealthier more famous than yourself that is when you know, it becomes socialized power. And that is the power that uh, servant leaders must have. And that is the way a
0: servant leaders should exercise the power that they are endowed with. Servant leaders, I hope you guys heard exactly what Dr. Kumar is talking about here. Every single one of us has power. Now, how are we going to use the power that we have Are we going to have power over other people or are we going to take a position to use the power that we have to lift others up, be with them on their journey, be with them as they sprint towards their goals. Let them know that it's a marathon. It's a continual race and we don't have to beat one another to the spots. We can all get there together and we can all be successful and we can all have the types of impact in our world that are going to make a specific and significant difference. But the problem is. Power does something to us. Power pushes us in places that unfortunately some of our characters aren't big enough to be able to handle. Some of our personalities haven't been developed enough to really be able to situate ourselves. So we end up running into uh, harmful situations for ourselves and the people that we serve. Dr. Kumar, what are some of the dangers of power motivation? How does servant leadership help to overcome them? You know, I
1: mean, psychologists have, um, you know, various theories about the different types of power that we have, right? right. Start Starting from coercive power to reward power to legitimate power to, uh, you know, uh, referent power um, and, you know, and, and things like that. So there are multiple types of power that leaders or individuals enjoy. And, uh, you know, all these powers have got that, uh, you know, I mean, one could misuse it, For our own benefit or one could use it for others even coercive power for that matter right i mean you could you could use it uh, for um, coercing other to others to do your will to and to gain personal benefit or you could use it in emergencies to save others from problems from you know you could you could you could use that to help others to improve or be saved and things like that right so any power any power, and it is more so with other powers like uh, you know, like reward power or legitimate power and things like that. So you can use any of those, all all types of powers for either for yourself or for others, and that's really differentiating factor uh, that that differentiates what type of leader uh, you are. You know, uh, you know this overall. You know the the you know the iceberg model that we keep talking about, and uh, we know that. The, the motives are right down in the iceberg, right? They are the most difficult to change. And uh, David McLelland actually says that there are three types of motives, right? It could be affiliative motive, or achievement motive, or power motive, right? <clears throat> and uh, the power motive is the one that is there for most of the people. It is the power that drives. But in, in that power motive, uh, you know, if you, if you go by the personalized power then it becomes all about me myself and i then you start lording over others then you start exercising authority over others then you start becoming a dictator and things like that right and so that is that is the real turning point of how do we know that we have power and we can use the power and yet choose to use that power for the benefit of others so certainly to be somebody who knows that he or she has power, knows that he or she can use that power for, for in, in whatever way she he or she chooses, and yet consciously and intentionally chooses to use that power for the benefit of others.
0: Dr. Kumar, can you talk about how difficult just we are as people, as human beings? how we struggle with being able to use that power in certain ways. And can you also talk about in the same way about the strength of a servant leader? Because it seems as though you have to be a really strong person to not use that power in a way that is going to be all about you. And it sounds like a servant leader is the type of leader that is going to have the strength to be able to do this the right way. Can you talk about some of the differences that needs to happen in our character and focusing on being the right kind of servant leader to be able to actually execute being a socialized power person? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and you 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 said it, you know, you said it
1: uh, because um, you know by default we are all wired to use personalized power. So if we are not intentional about it, if we are not conscious about it, there's only one way we will use power and that's for our benefit, right? And, and that is why, you know, we say that uh, becoming a servant leader requires a total transformation of the individual, right? Not just uh, in the surface. It requires a total, total transformation. It requires person to acquire the skills, of course, that is required as a servant leader, but beyond that, the value systems need to be aligned, the, the, the traits need to be aligned, the self-image needs to be aligned, and the motives need to be aligned, right? And that is what we try to do, for example, when, when you know, the, in, in, in the servant leadership model that uh, we have developed and I am rolling out to corporates, we call it the SLAM, uh, which stands for Servant Leadership in Action for Momentum. And there, we talk about the total transformation of the person at uh, at his or her heart, at his or her head, and then the hands, and then the habits, right? So basically, why leaders lead or the feelings that the leader has towards the, the power and, and, and the leader's own point of view of, of leadership, and then what do we do? with with our power, and and, and then what are some of the habits that we develop as we go along so that it becomes natural for us to use socialized power, right? So we believe that if the heart is transformed and then the head starts thinking the right way and the hands will do the right right actions and they will become habits which servant leaders can use in a consistent manner and and thereby benefit society.
0: Servant leaders... We're not going to become servant leaders by just wanting to do it. We have to have some action. We have to put some effort into it. We've been talking a lot on this podcast and other entities. Dr. Kumar has been doing it in India and through UST Global teaching people how to become a servant leader. And this is the most difficult style of leadership there is because there is so much in us that wants to push against being a servant leader. And being a servant leader is so counterproductive to who we are individually as people, just as we've been created and as we've been pushed into the society, into this world that tells us we need to try to beg, borrow, and steal and climb over people and take things for ourselves first. It is so counterintuitive, so countercultural to be a servant leader, yet once we've begun to get on this journey, master being a servant leader, we start to see that we're making tons of difference all around us, and all of those things that all of those people have been saying about what we need to do for ourselves end up coming back to us in a way that really makes a sizable difference in the lives of other people, and it draws them to us and who we are and our leadership style, and eventually all those things that we want comes back to us anyway, but it's not about us. Dr. Kamar, can you give some- some practical tips and some practical measures to be able to switch from being a personalized power leader to the socialized power leadership model yeah absolutely of course yeah so so, so what we what we need to
1: do I talked about those four areas of change right so what we need to do is to for example in the heart uh, heart section what we need to do is to understand what are the pride issues that we have and what are the fears that, that we have as a leader and then be able to replace that pride with, uh, with humility and the fear with uh, confidence, right? So that is, that is in, in, in the heart section. So similarly, there are issues in the head and hands and habit sections too. So what I have done, come up with is a set of seven competencies uh, that a servant leader needs to be exhibiting Right. And those seven competencies are what we believe, you know, we can measure as well as the, we can, we can really, you know, help people to actually change. So the the seven competencies are emotional healing, creating value for community, conceptualization, empowerment, helping others to grow and succeed, putting others first and behaving ethically. And uh, my research basically shows that if someone is able to demonstrate these seven competencies in a manner that others are able to observe, the chances are that uh, he or she will be a great servant leader. And, uh, you know, we can, we can actually measure that through a 360 degree survey and, you know, and, and give, uh, help them to arrive at specific actions that they can take to, to improve on each of those competencies.
0: Servant leaders, we have to do a good self-assessment to see where we are, where we're moving, and how we're currently sitting, standing, being as a servant leader. Listen, episode 35 of the podcast is all about the seven steps to success as a servant leader, and one of those steps is about assessment. In order for us to step into these seven competencies, in order for us to realize how to get from being this personalized powered leader to a socialized power leader, we must do a real inventory of ourselves and understand where we're standing. If we haven't done a good self-inventory, man, probably good idea to jump on to hello at servicespower.org, send us an email so we can connect you either with Dr. Kamar or the team there here at servicespower.org and at ImpactServantLeadership.com so we can help you assess where you are so we know exactly where we need to move to be able to get into these seven competencies. Where are we in those four areas? Where are we in our heart, our head, our hands, and our habits? Do a real good inventory of the reality of where we are and then take that assessment and match it up with those competencies and say, hey, I need some help in these areas because there are people out there that are going to lead us coach us, help us mentor us into the places we need to go as servant leaders if we really want it Dr. Kumar there are some people listening who have personalized power leaders that are over them how can they be effective despite that kind of leader? yeah it's unfortunate and
1: um, we do still have still see, people who use personalized power you know be successful however what we need to realize is the fact that that success is uh, short lived it cannot be you know it cannot be consistent and it will last for some time but it cannot be a lasting uh, success lasting lasting success or lasting organization lasting teams are not made by leaders who exhibit personalized power at all so it will probably be successful uh, during a part of their life's lifetime or life cycle, but it's not going to leave a legacy at all. So that's really the the fact. So the earlier they are able to realize it, the better. Um, unfortunately, we do have personalized power models in all areas of our life. You look at politics, or you look at industry, uh, or you look at religion. Everywhere we would we will see people with. Uh, personalized power motive and as I said it's not surprising at all because that is our uh, default wiring we we are born like that and we, we that's our natural self natural fallback option to, to go into that power, power, personalized power motive so yes that so, so we, I think I think we got to accept the fact that that is that is a reality we got to accept the fact that there will be such people in the world and yet we got to consciously choose that look in spite of others being in that way and in spite of others having those short term successes that i can see i am not going to follow their path i'm going to follow this better path with a higher purpose whereby you know i will make others better bigger wiser richer healthier wealthier than myself so if you're able to turn it around you know and and as you also said it doesn't come automatically. It has to be a choice. It has to be a conscious, intentional choice. Servant leadership doesn't come by accident. And nobody wakes up in the morning and uh, you know and then says that okay, look, I want to be a servant today, right? It has to come as
0: a conscious choice. Dr. Kumar, as we close out, this podcast is all about people who live life around college students. And as an academic yourself, some of the pieces and parts of academia when it comes to leadership teaches about personalized power. How would you challenge college students that are leaning into this model to begin to make a shift towards socialized power?
1: Well, you know, for us, fortunately for us, history is uh great teacher, right? So what I do, I can, I can tell you what I do. I pick up the hist- his examples from history of the amount of pain and suffering and trauma that the world and the society has had to go through because of a personalized power. I can pick out examples from politics. I can pick examples from corporate. I can pick examples from military. I can pick examples from religion. So, we will have any area that you choose, we will have examples whereby, you know, because people chose and stuck to personalized power motive and were using personalized power, uh, the, the, the pain, the trauma, the suffering that humanity have gone through. So, if you're able to pick out those examples from history and use history as the teacher. I'm sure the chances that people will see, you know, the negative or the dark side of using personalized power uh, will be, is better. And I have found that generally, when we talk about, uh, you know, historic uh, issues in that perspective, there are a lot of people who go, aha, uh, you know, and and, then start to do self-reflection and say that, hey, look, I don't want to leave a legacy like that. This is not the way I want to be remembered after i you know i'm gone from this world and hence you know they are able to um, you know accept the fact and then begin this journey towards becoming you know a servant leader who uses socialized power another thing that we got to remember lyle is that this transformation is not going to be you know quick or you know immediate it's a journey and we got to be able to be patient with the people who are who we plan to take through this journey it will for depending on you know how how deeply we are entrenched in the personal power motive, it will take us uh, uh, you know significant amount of effort and time to pull them out of that and transform them into you know into servant leaders who use uh, socialized power their default uh, power. So it's not going to come uh, easy. It's not going to come quick. So as advocates, as evangelists of servant leadership, we got to be patient too. And obviously, we have to make sure that we do it in a loving way, not in a judging way, not by finger pointing, but by feet washing, right? So those are the things that we, uh, champions of servant leadership and evangelists of servant leader, leadership, need also to understand. So a combination of these, I'm sure, will Uh, make an impact in in, in any area, and especially for, for students.
0: Servant leaders. Wow, there it goes, Dr. Kamar. Listen, if you guys want more history, just rewind back to episode 10 of the Services Power podcast. We talked about global servant leadership. There's a young man there named Dr. Manita Kamar who talked a little bit about some of the reasons why, some of the proof that we have that servant leadership works. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Dr. Kamar. How can people connect to you? How can people reach out to you? How can people learn more? About what you're talking about and what you're doing with servant leadership.
1: Yeah, I, I'm there on LinkedIn, um, Dr. Madhana Kumar. I'm there in Twitter, Kumar Madana. And um, you know, so you could search and reach there, reach me at my website, leadine.com. Or if you need to know it from a Christian perspective, you could um, you know, visit my uh, ministry website called menorahleadership.com so these are these are places where i'm available and uh, you know
0: and that you could find me in any of these places we will link to all of that in the show notes Dr. kamar i miss you sir thanks so much for coming back on the podcast we'll be connecting with you soon thank you so much thank you thank you like Yes, sir. There it is. Dr. Manana Kumar coming back at us, letting us know about the difference between personalized power and socialized power. What a phenomenal episode to be a part of. Listen, servant leaders, it is time for us to go and assess what's truly our leadership motivation. At the beginning of this podcast, we talked about four out of five people, 18 to 35, all across this world who say that there's a deficit in our leadership. And a lot of those reasons is because we've taken power as leaders and we've made it about us. We've made it personal and we have individuals that are out there looking to lead us, looking to guide us and looking to make us better. Won't you take the opportunity to jump into a free mini workshop from Leadership.com. Learn about having a socialized power mindset, having a growth mindset, being more emotionally intelligent, and being more connected to the people that we serve. Thanks for jumping on the train with us, and we'll see you at the very next stop. It's our honor to serve.